Hey, all right, and welcome to Better Yet. I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better Yet is a conversation that started in 2016, and it's a conversation that continues this week with my guest, Chris Sutter of Meatwave. Meatwave is one of the best bands in the world, and I am so excited to have Chris on the show this week. If this is your first time here, this is a podcast I started in 2016 while I was living in Chicago as a chance to interview people just like Chris, creative folks whose work inspires me, and I invite you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Bandcamp, betteryetpodcast.bandcamp.com. And I also invite you to check out our website, betteryetpod.com. We've got all 200-something episodes of this podcast over there at betteryetpod.com and other podcasts that I've been a part of, Life's Work, an episodic series from 2020, that we produced with Don Giovanni Records celebrating Laura Stevenson's tremendous album, Sit Resist. As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, a show I hosted with Chicago music journalist David Anthony, where every week we talked about one Alkaline Trio song. Uh, Road to the Skeleton Coast, which is 50-plus episodes of me and Chicago music legend Brendan Kelly talking all of his bands, Lawrence Arms, Broadway, Slapstick, Falcon, The Wandering Birds. And hey, I'm a full stack developer. You can check out my latest development project, Riffin, by visiting riffin.io. Just on your desktop browser, open up that laptop and go to riffin.io. Riffin is a guitar, tablature, sketch pad. It's a place for songwriters and guitarists of the world to write out their song ideas in our custom tab editor. It's easy to save and store your ideas. You can sign up for an account with an email address. OAuth is secure through our AWS serverless backend. Sign up for an account today. Would love to see some new users this week at Riffin.io. And as of this day, February 15th, I am a full stack developer for hire. Better yet, podcast at gmail.com. All of my dev links are available in the episode notes. Hire me or... Let that senior software engineer in your life know that the homie Tim would make the perfect fit for that junior engineer role you're trying to fill. Better yet, podcast at gmail.com. I'm a self-starter. That's one thing for sure. Born to be a mentor. Better yet, podcast at gmail.com. Emanating from Valparaiso, Indiana, the home of Better Yet since 2020, and the home of my favorite coffee roaster in the USA, Dagger Mountain Coffee. I'm drinking a cup of their Nightshade blend. Nightshade is a banging dark roast blend with that classic toasty sweetness of a dark roast coffee. It still retains that dark cocoa and sugar flavor that you get from that bean. It's a classic cup of coffee, perfect for French press pour over, Mr. Coffee. The Nightshade Blend is going to go over big in your house. It's going over big in my house. Find Dagger Mountain on Instagram at DaggerMTN. Visit DaggerMountain.com to pick up a bag of Nightshade or any of their single origins or blends. Order online. 
at DaggerMountain.com. My guest this week is Chris Sutter of Meatwave. Chris is here for his historic third appearance on Better Yet, and I'd like to be the first to welcome him to the Better Yet Hall of Fame, Class of 2023, where he joins such dignitaries as Julius Steiner of Rat Boys, Miranda Winters of Milk Belly, David Anthony himself, all enshrined in the house that Chloe built. That's the Better Yet Hall of Fame. Chris first appeared on the show in February of 2017 to talk about Meat Wave's third LP, The Incessant. And then he was back in the summer for still maybe my favorite episode of this podcast. That was our live show, episode number 66, available on our archives, betteryetpod.com. I, like all the rest of you, had been gritting my teeth in anticipation of a follow-up to The Incessant we were treated to Volcano Park, a killer six-song 12-inch out on Big Scary Monsters. And then in October 2022, the world finally got to hear the newest Meatwave full-length Malign Hex out now on Swami. And I'll be damned if this was not all worth the wait. I still wouldn't. I, I would prefer not to wait. But anywho, Meatwave still Sitting atop their class, one of the best bands in Chicago, one of the best bands in all of guitar music. And boy, do I love getting the chance to hang out with my friend Chris Sutter. He's the best! Apologies for the state of my voice in this interview. This was back in December. I did a little karaoke the weekend before, but nothing could stop this interview. No way. Here's me and Chris Sutter. Chris Sutter is here. Welcome back to Better Yet, Chris. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, good to see you. I am sorry for my voice, my friend. I did some karaoke this weekend, and that was it for my voice for the next few days. What did you uh, What did you sing? I started off with, well, I started off with What's My Age Again. Everybody was still kind of settling down, so I thought... What's my age again? Be good. Get everybody stoked and settled. But when I mm -hmm. really, really went for it was um, "Beautiful Day" by U two. <laughs> I love the i I love the background vocals in that when they're they're just like day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess you were doing enough of that. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I did it until it turned into that. No, I was stoked. <laughs> the end part, which is like the thing about you two, is that you're gonna get to some part at the end there where all everything else that happened before it actually makes it work it worth it. So mm -hmm. me screaming, "What you don't have, you don't need oh, it yeah. now. Don't need it now." <laughs> So, and he doesn't it, he goes touch me. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. a that's a jammer. I was yeah. Off mic for that one. I knew better. So what about you? <laughs> Do you have a karaoke song that you go to? I would I was just doing karaoke the other day as well for a friend's um going away party. I don't have a song though. I'm always like, well, first of all, I'm always like, I'm retiring from karaoke. I yeah. say this like every time and then I don't know, you just got to. So what did I do? I did um I started with um as a warm up, I did Criminal uh, by Fiona Apple. Fantastic. It's a lot of which, words. 
a lot of words. It was a little high at, at, at times for me. Um, uh, what else did I do? I did uh, Dua Lipa, um, Don't Start Now, which is a great one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I think I finished with the um, uh, My Boo by the Ghost Town DJs. I don't know. Uh, Wait, you I would know, know my if you, boo. Yeah. At night, I think of you. These are good party jams. It was a party. Yeah, it was a. We were trying to get the party going. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. but our group, it was really all over the place. So that that's cool too. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um. So Chris, you're back here for the first time since our live show in 2017. Oh my. We spoke twice in 2017. The first was for the release of The Incessant. Um, and then we had to wait until 2021 to get Volcano Park from you. Which, let's get this timeline out there for everybody. It goes, record Malign Hex. Mm-hmm. Record Volcano Park. Release Volcano Park. And release Malign Hex. You are good. That is, that is correct. Yes. So, finally, right? Fourth finally. Fourth Wave LP is here. It's out. Yep. Finally. <clears throat> and I had a fun time listening to Malign Hex and thinking about the conversation that we had then and thinking, he's probably talking about these songs. These Malign Hex songs probably in your head around that time, am I right? Oh boy, yeah, pro- probably getting yeah getting it going for sure. Yeah, because yeah. it was it was written over a, a a couple two three years. Yeah, long long time waiting, um, but you were finally able to go out and tour on it, and I feel like touring on it is probably more of the release than the actual like vinyl is available now. Finally. Mm-hmm. So how were those Absolutely. West Coast shows? Uh, they were great. Yeah, we uh, we had a weird, uh, cool route. Like we went down to the Fest, so we toured down there, and then kind of cut across. We played some shows with the Bronx, which was great, and yeah. then uh, and then kind of looped around. But yeah, it was uh, it does like kind of cement it. And we had been playing those songs for a long, long time. So to finally be able to actually play them live. Uh, it felt great. It was very, very good. Yeah, yeah. You're Positive. able to play them and not have to introduce them, not have to put them in a segment of the set where it's like, we're going to play some new stuff now. It'll be out. Well, I mean, we just recorded it, so it should be out <laughs> like before 2019. You, you would think. You would think. Um, uh, but yeah, so that was the main part of it. You know, it was mostly new stuff, which was cool. When you guys play the fest... Um, what's the crowd look like? Cause I, you know, I'll always think of the cassette deck, Ian's party, you know, um, Elgin, Illinois crowd that you guys have, that you came from. And those, those people have been like the fest lifeblood as far as Chicago goes for so many years. So are you seeing a lot of old friends when you're playing at the fest? A lot of old friends. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very similar vibe to like the cassette deck Ian's party thing. I feel like yeah, and it was a joyous, uh, joyous time. Yeah, tons of friends, um, and just good good vibes for the most part. Yeah, it was it was great. 
And is Ryan living down there now? Ryan lives in St. Petersburg now. Okay. Yeah. Where's St. Petersburg in the, the, I think in it's the handle? Like, uh, it's like the west, uh, the west coast of Florida, maybe Did, halfway down or halfway something. Halfway down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I haven't been there yet, but yeah, I got to go. So when did it, when did he move down there? He do he do what I did in COVID and said I'm, I gotta go somewhere where that's not Chicago. I think so, yeah. And he he had met someone also who was uh, planning on going there. So I want to say it was um, it hasn't been that long. It's uh, probably like the beginning of the year, a little later last year. I can't even remember now. Right. <laughs> um, so but I he's guess, been there for a minute. Has it been? Has it? How has the dynamic been? Are you guys in a rhythm yet with how you're practicing and, and keeping up? I mean, not just getting ready for tours, but are you writing, like, virtually? Uh, not yet. I think we, at least I needed to, I needed a moment, um, and I needed the record to come out, I think. And, yeah. like, you know, kind of see that through. And now I feel like I could take some time and like I'm interested you know maybe I just wasn't totally interested in it at the time so it's uh yeah I think I think the the tour kind of lit a fire under us and like uh got me you know like what what am I gonna do now yeah. what am I gonna do next with the band so we you know we we don't get together that often unless we're gonna tour at this point so yeah Ryan will come in um we'll practice for a few days and then we'll go yeah so but it works out nice would you say that creatively are you're kind of hinted at not doing as much with meat wave have you been kind of i don't know exploring other things i know we got these loops and stuff on volcano park are you doing are you are you stretching out like finding new stuff to do kind of i mean i've been doing a lot of stuff with uh friends you know kind of assisting um their stuff. I've been producing a record uh, with my friends in this band, Chicken Happen, that's almost finished, and we've been doing that for a long time. So just kind of like putting it on the back burner and uh, trying to let things naturally develop and not like um, force anything, you know? So I think, yeah, like I'm going to have some time at home now to like start fucking around, which is, which will be fun. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I just needed to step away from it or something, you know? Totally. I mean, when it's when it's in stasis like that, it's I mean, listening to it, knowing, you know, the timeline and the differences between the release date, it is. It's weird going back and just listening to 2019 Meat Wave and then thinking for you about like, well, how how do I follow this? Yeah. And like you go, I would imagine you go a little crazy thinking about what the next Meat Wave single sounds like if you've just been stuck. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like, which is kind of exciting. You know, it's uh, yeah, because that was so long ago now. So it's like uh, it's got to be different. It's got to be something else, you know. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's exciting. How did this producer thing happen tell me about this band they're called chicken happen oh they're old friends of mine they uh i do well yeah i was doing some solo stuff in the pandemic that's all out um for the most part on um band camp and spotify and stuff 
I love that. Oh, we zine. did. I did a zine, mm-hmm. Jess Price. Um, yeah, so I was, I think earlier in the pandemic when it was a kind of, not exciting, but kind of like new, novel. like, oh, it novel. was novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I was doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, but my friend, the, my friends in this band, they just, uh, they dug it, I guess, and they, they, uh, wanted me to do it. So it's pretty, it's Joe Gack and I doing the record um, together, you know, for, for this band Chicken Happen. So um, fantastic. Like what it's, better? It's, it's very good. Engineering I'm s- production combo. You and Joe. It's the, it's the combo. Yeah. So it's going really well. It's almost done. So yeah, things like that, you know. Mm hmm. So I wanted to ask you, um, take any excuse I could, to talk about our good mutual friend, the person who you recorded The Incessant with, who you encouraged me, just try, just try, just try and interview Steve Albini. Yes. And I did. Fucking guy replies to his Gmail in 20 minutes. Unbelievable. (laughs) Good. Good. Um, I would have to say for me, that was not only, you know, one of the three smartest people I've ever met. And I'm only, I'm putting three out there in case I'm forgetting somebody or two people. Um, (laughs) but as an engineer, as a, someone who just like, I don't know, I got so much from having that conversation with him and I applied so much of his thinking to the way that I go about everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Were Mm -hmm. you like similarly like enchanted and inspired by working with him? Definitely. Yeah. Enchanted is a great word. And um, yeah, he's got a, a, uh, may I say a beautiful mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's just the way like you said you know you summed it up great it's like he uh it was great to watch him work and great to hear him speak and uh mm-hmm. yeah he's a special dude yeah so when when you and joe are are i guess when you decide to record malign hex yourselves did you feel like you had a bit of inspiration from like working with steve and seeing how easy it can be if you do things correctly and place things (laughs) right spots and all of that i think so i mean i think joe was you know kind of already on that tip uh a little bit and um i think there's a lot of similarities there but um yeah i mean i think we had always done our our recordings and stuff so quickly and then it was kind of like well why like what what's the rush and i think it was like money or time available or whatnot so i think the main like crux of it was to take our time you know Mm -hmm. and like do it kind of uh, in spurts and not uh uh you know not like race to the finish line so i think that allowed uh I think it sounds great. I think he did a great job. So I think it allowed us to consider a lot more and um you know, make sure it was sounding it sounds good. Dude, it sounds flawless. And Joe <laughs> had Joe done everything like up until the incessant I he did Delusion Moon too, right? Joe's That's right. So freaking talented and so qualified. And yeah, I am 
I'm really happy with the fact that you did that you did take the time to slow down and because I think that for me, like the reason why I think Malign Hex is your best record is because every beat, every like tempo is just so locked in in a way that I just hear a band that's been playing that same chugging thing, that same chugging <laughs> part for 45 minutes at a time. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's... Uh, everybody did a great job, I think. Yeah, we, we, were, we were in it. We were in it, so it's... Uh, yeah, I'm, I, we're still really happy with it. I still really like it. So, and I couldn't say that for probably a lot of our other things. So mm-hmm. it feels like it feels like a door closing or opening or something. You know, it, it 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 felt really good and feels really good. Is it weird bringing yourself like so far back to something that's like? I mean, even to me, even to me, who's had it for two years <laughs> since I lived in <laughs> yeah. this house. But like, yeah, I mean. Like times that I revisit what I was doing in 2017 feel different than how I feel now. So is it is it strange? Like I don't know, talking about it now or a little bit. I just I feel like I got a bad memory. You know, like yeah. I can't like I can't play in timelines and stuff. Like I get all out of whack. But mm-hmm. I mean, it is a little strange. But also we. We're still this, you know, especially that in 2019, we're still, we're still there. Like, you know, yeah. we haven't strayed too far from that. So, you know, it's kind of one and the same with that. Um, so <clears throat> I, along with that, um, you know, the, those tempos is, is just the, the repetition. And I, I do have a very, uh, solid recollection of our 2017 conversation, um, because God, we we're just so on the money, baby. Like we were letting them fly. It was like Sinatra Damn. and Martin. Um, but <laughs> I'll have to return to that. Right? Well, you said you said um, you've been getting into like free association. We talked about free association, or it was stream of consciousness, whichever of those terms you coined that night. Um, but I I couldn't help but think about that conversation and listen to so many of the songs on Malign Hex and just feel like there is something that's happening for all of of Meatwave in just that like let's just do it until we're in it and then creation just happens is that am i getting that right yeah i mean there's a lot of uh a lot of stuff on there that was that's formed out of more jamming and and figuring it out and of kind of yeah relinquishing um you know uh control a little bit and you know with the vocals or i mean the lyrics as well um a lot of editing and a lot of making sure it feels exactly how i want it to feel Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. and more on that free association tip of like uh you know all the songs are yeah i would say they're about a million things and and one thing you know so it's it was fun to like felt like I was having fun writing the lyrics maybe for the first time you know that's awesome to hear because it does feel like you know I I the association that I freely um make in my consciousness um with like that type of writing is the William S. Burroughs stories of like 
you know, cutting stuff up with razor blades and putting it together. And I think that there's, I, I've experimented with that sort of stuff too. And it's like, it's one of those things that's really easy to do like kind of well, and mm-hmm. it'll always look kind of well, but like when you see it done with the type of, with that special type of precision, that razor thin, these go together because they belong together, not just because they look cool together. Yeah, man, I I was really just impressed with like what oh, you were cool. putting into each of those words. Yeah, I mean, uh, the song, like, uh, Merchandise Mart, I don't know if I ever spoke to you about this That's before, the, but... the exact note of, of me listening to the record last night is just, like, Merchandise Mart, Free Association. Like, this is where you... I would, I would love to see the pages of things that were kind of, like, maybe thought about, inserted in here, but... Yeah, really it was cool mostly stuff, written, written uh, with magnets on my fridge. I had a like a I had a bunch Beautiful. of like like hundreds of these word magnets at this in this house I lived in in, in Bucktown. Um, mm. That's and, a good um, that's a good move for the type of refrigerator I'm assuming you had. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, but uh, yeah, a lot a lot of uh, you know just making phrases, and they all seem to kind of point to this like. Uh, you know, capitalist mall or something, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. so turning the merchandise mart into not what it is, but like a big, gross mall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was fun to do, sh- you know, shit like that. Yeah, I remember, you know, when we were talking about the incessant and I was so locked in on like lyric lyrics and like what they, they mean and what they signify. And I think, you know, I it's I think it's just a matter of growing old and you start to you know, remove yourself from some of the deep set associations that you have. I was listening to your records last night and I was just like, man, this is fucking hard science fiction. All of this stuff makes me feel like, you know, the way fucking those movies make you feel that eeriness and that like (laughs) plasticity. Wow. Well, thank you, Tim. Oh, Do you get that a lot? Do people say, like, hey, man, your music makes me feel like a science fiction movie is in my head? No, I don't think so. Well, God damn, I'm so happy that I'm doing better yet again with time to fucking let it all out. Three-time guest, immediate wow. induction into the Better Yet Hall of Fame, my friend. I didn't want to front load the episode too much, but... Yeah. It's an honor. Thank you, Tim. Jesus. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Dude, I missed you so much. I, I am a little... I too. I, I was, like, thinking, um, you know, about... I was in the city over the weekend, and I, I don't go up there too often, but, oh, when I do, I feel so great, and I just was walking around the old neighborhood and i got coffee at damn fine and i just thought about you working at the at the scoff law there and ah yes yeah Chloe i would see just every now and then. everybody yes yeah she truly yeah she truly would uh yeah that was a that was, that was another time you know mm-hmm. that was a good that was a good time yeah damn you're missed you're missed up yeah you know, over here you know well no i i, I appreciate that you're so sweet um yeah, the the cover art too on Malin Hex. I certainly influenced my um, 
you know, sci-fi fantasy, I think, because that, that shit is scary. <laughs> Tim Green did that? Tim who, Green. Who is this guy? Tim Green, uh, he's, a drum, he's a drummer in the band called Stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just played some shows with them at the end of our tour. Uh, really amazing band. Like, uh, really, I, they kind of master, like, immediate masterfulness of, the, like, what they're doing, I think. Um, and our friend Greg, you know, Greg Obis, of course. I know Greg Obis because he's on the top of my um, people that I should talk to since I'm doing Better Yet episodes again. So I'm Bingo. glad that we're talking about Greg. He's in such a good band. Stuck is such a fucking good band. And I am I was really happy to see that you guys were playing shows with them, too, because I, I really love... <laughs> Not to go back to the freaking science fiction thing. The monolith of Meatwave. You guys are are a band that I think, it, like Milk Belly, is special in a way where you can play anywhere. You can play on any bill. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And yeah, anytime I see bands like Stuck, I feel like there's... It's like the yeesh void that will always exist. It's like every one of those great bands, you'll always miss them. But when you get a new one to come around, it's like, fuck yeah. Oh. Yeah, they they are truly something else. But but yeah, Tim, um, I just really loved what he was doing with his art. He was, um, yeah, his style. And so I just kind of cold call, cold emailed him, and uh, he was down. And he like really just gave. You know, we had a big talk on the phone, kind of about the themes and like the what what I was going for with the record and whatnot. And he went away sent me like quite a few things and that that was the one it's actually like kind of it's kind of a spoiler alert like it's a it's an old hand the image uh-huh. um yeah in the center um and i just thought it was you know it's not it's nothing insane or but i just thought it was perfect and it gave the record this visual identity that i you know it needed i mm-hmm. think mhm yeah it's like the um you know the circular shapes in there are just they're so uh, like obtrusive they're so that it's just such a strange dynamic that they add to that picture that is like nothing you've ever seen um but something that feels like it exists in your soul yeah like a meat waiver he did amazing (laughs) he did fucking great yeah we're gonna take a break we'll be right back and we're back, and you were talking about Tim Green and your conversation about the themes of Malayan Hex, or what was in the air. I know you got. I don't want to put you on the spot remembering what, but do you you remember the kind of things you guys were talking about? Yeah, I was talking to him about. Um, I think there's some sort of arc there. It's. I mean, it. Luckily, I've had like three years to kind of think about it because, yeah, I wouldn't have known at the time, I, I don't think. But there's, I think it's about aging and lineage and, you know, like if we like a malign hex in my mind is like, you know, uh, things that are within you, kind of like a nature versus nurture type of thing where it's like, uh, you know, you're born into this world from your, you know, family lineage and what what's a part of that, you know, mm-hmm. what, what's it, what's in there and what's in you uh, that could ultimately lead to your uh, demise in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that, that's the crux of it, I think. Um, but, and you could 
you could also kind of look at how every song is based on some sort of hex or some sort of, uh, you know, something that's eating away at you or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it really does fit into a, you know, what you were talking about with those words that can, can just mean a lot on their own. They don't have to mean one thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, as a recovering alcoholic, there's, you know, Bingo, that's, yeah. that's the malign hex. That's the, that's the type of thing that you, you know, you can really only share like with someone who gets it. And yes. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's one of them for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's a cool thought experiment, you know, um, because you're, kind of pulling from this pool of like associations that that you have and you know you can analyze them self-analyze them as much as you want but um one thing that i found myself getting a lot more interested in the last couple years is like symbols and universal like you know things that we have from myth that we pass down that we keep inside and have some sort of you know controlling force or some yeah. some sort of gravitational pull on our nature and yeah it's a lot of different shapes that all that all comes in as well yeah i mean i yeah i think i've been thinking a lot about um you know i my dad passed away about a year ago and so mm -hmm. he kind of i've i've been thinking a lot about how he kind of single-handedly like put me on this path to where I'm, I'm, I am now, you know, yeah. with the band, with what, you know, my life and, uh, my qualities and my hexes, if you will, you know, mm -hmm. like all of this, yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. and it's just been kind of a wild ride, you know, to, it's just all kind of too perfect in a way. And it, uh, you know, and not perfect. And it's just, uh, it's a bit, it's been a, a mind blower to me, you know, uh, considering all that. Right. The, I mean, I could, I'm, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. <clears throat> and I saw that, that dedication in the record and I, I remembered, um, last night and I remember the, the, you know, that support that you talked about, like with all of it and for sure, like it's, it's a really special thing you got you got your freaking musical partner for life mm -hmm. like was there because somebody gave you a ride to his house i'm sure at some point to fucking practice mm -hmm. um, that's right um absolutely yeah i i i hadn't considered the the differences in the in the timeline um because you know when you talk about lineage and these, you know, all of these things, I know that they're, but it, I think in a lot of ways, it's, um, nice to be able to like, look at what you had coming and like, look yeah. at what was on your mind. And, um, absolutely. Yeah. It's almost, it's very strange to me because he, he is all over that, the, the record, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so it, yeah, very, very wild. Very, very wild. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> You've been getting more cosmically interested in stuff, or were you always, I guess, because I, I feel like I got, like, a real acceleration 
in the last couple of years. And I, I, and I'm enjoying connecting to you on, on the sort of stuff that I think is like, not only like the direct things that we're talking about, but I think the, you know, what's influencing what we're thinking about. Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm like one foot in one foot foot out or something. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, sometimes it's convenient to not, uh, and just be live in this, in this world or I don't know what yeah. the hell I'm talking about. But I you do know, know what you're talking uh, about. I do know but what you're sometimes talking about. Sometimes it, sometimes it, it, it trips me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not talk about tripping out in, as, as <laughs> okay. much as I, I think, you know, what's really <coughs> cool about considering Volcano Park and, and, um, how it relates to Malayan Hex in, you know, a number of ways. Um, I, I thought that you, you, you really like pushed yourself to me. It seems like in, into how do I write, how do I write the same way that I've been writing with, um, you know, phrases and how do I, how do I get words? How do I get words in here to mean enough Mm. on their own? It's, it's like you're doing more of the work because you're taking away what's already like been grouped together, but I love that. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I th- you're I think you're totally onto something, and yeah, um, I think uh, doing more. Yeah, try meat wave songs are always very loaded. I feel like and trying to do more with less. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. You know, uh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Because you guys do this fucking thing that I think is the coolest shit ever. And <laughs> it's it happens all over the place. Um, really stands out to me on, like, nursing and, like, the, la- the second half of um, Volcano Park. You're just playing the same thing so many times. And, like, one does not really know when the change is happening, but it's almost like the intuition of the change comes. And it almost, I don't know. There's I, this joy that I get in you guys just playing shit over and over again until it just changes. Yeah. I mean, that was built out of uh, Ryan and I fucking around at the space. And I was just doing these crazy loops on my, uh, uh, pedals and whatnot and he was just playing this very mechanical kind of beat um yeah i mean a lot of those songs were just like that i think we were supposed to record a single or maybe two songs and then it was like covid you know we were all masked up and all that and like but we needed something we wanted to do something you know like uh constructive and, and fun and um so then it just kind of kept we kept kind of piling it on and kind of putting it together very quickly and in, in, in a very in a way that we hadn't really done uh before you know so like i i love that project and i it was we needed to do it i feel like yeah man uh, for yeah. our band so yeah it's it's a it's a weird one but it, i i like it a lot dude i i really fucking like it i got <clears throat> so pumped on just like the side first of all that side is closer Tell me about fucking yelling into a microphone. Yell at the moon. Tell me about, like, getting that vocal take. 
because it sounds so fucking cathartic. It was, yeah. I think um, <laughs> I think I was driving to when we were recording. I was driving, and I just thought to the stu- uh, to the rehearsal space where we recorded it. And I was I I remember just thinking it would be funny if I just did it uh, at the end. And then I was I remember doing it, and Joe, you know, thought I was just fucking around. He's like, "Oh, you want to keep you want to keep that." Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you, let's keep it. Yeah. So it uh, insanely cathartic and fun and wacky and uh, yeah, yeah. You ever listen to those old John Lennon records, like the first few solo albums? Yeah, he's just, doing he's his just primal screaming his scream. fucking. Oh my yeah, god! Screaming his head off. Yeah, and I think there, there's that record with Harry Nelson too. Do you ever? I think it's oh, called yeah. Pussy Cats, and they're just fucking screaming their heads off too. Yeah, there's something to it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love that, like that side A closer, and then fucking truth died is beautiful, oh, dude. Thanks. That song is so pretty, and like I, you have so many like pretty things that you do that like just if I were to name them all, it would get annoying. But like. You know, what would you like me to do has such fucking pop hooks on there. And, like, Truth Died is so sweet. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, how, man. How, how did that song come together? Uh, yeah, I think just, like, a desire, out of a desire to, uh, I don't know, change, you know, we're, we're so sinister all the time. Let's, mm-hmm. like, chill, let's chill it out and, like, uh, yeah, take a breath or something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and the the lyrics are are not very sweet or or whatnot, but well, like, that's uh, the best part, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was just a chiller. I don't, I don't I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I mean, the the point of it all is the the dynamic shift and just like the way that noise expands too. It's really cool hearing that it came together that way that this was like not a thing that was like deliberated over it feels it feels fresh and free and it also like i think that's the type of band that you are like why deliberate on something that sounds like as fucking sweet as that oh thanks man thank you uh yeah totally totally uh yeah you're doing good, Bubba. You know you're I doing good, right? <laughs> oh boy! Did you have a good Scorpio season? Did you enjoy your your birthday time? I did. I did have a good Scorpio season. Um, but the only thing is, is that um, well, I was on tour. I was on tour for my birthday, which was very nice and very mm-hmm. fun. Um, also Ryan's birthday is a few days, a couple of days before mine. So we, we were celebrating, but at Chicago, it's like my favorite time, mm-hmm. you know, like that, you know, crisp fall evening, you know, but, uh, we always go on tour. You're so always, I always on, leave uh-huh. and then we come back and it's cold and it's, back. uh, it's winter now, you know, it's like the one fucking time of the year that I want to go walk around Lincoln park and it's gone. It's yep. gone. It's gone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, be- you know, we got to travel through it, which was, which was be- uh, great and beautiful time. Fuck yeah. 
Things are good. Things are good in your world. Things are good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm busy. Yeah, I'm working at a venue. Uh, you're working. You can say you're working at the Empty Bottle. Everybody yeah, can go bottle. see the best concerts in yeah. Chicago. So that's my that's my gig, and that's been really really good. And just living uh, living here, and just um, yeah, starting to get back into it now. Uh, music wise and stuff so that's that's exciting yeah are you still doing your solo are you still doing solo stuff i got a bunch of songs that i don't know what to do with them or to re-record them or i they're kind of all over the place yeah i got a bunch of weird uh stuff so i gotta yeah focus i gotta focus in i would say i would imbue onto you the like lessons that i learned from robert pollard just keep them the way that they are, and you can find a way to fucking chop them up and put them together, and it would be so sick. You're probably right, Tim. Fine. Yeah. Um, you and Rob. <laughs> you and Bobby. Um, Malina Hex is out on Swami. Wonderful label. It took good care of y'all. Amazing care. Uh, lifesaver. Uh, yeah, he, he's, uh, I'm a, I'm a student, you know, I'm a student of his, so, yeah. uh, really, really amazing, yeah. And Volcano Park, out on Big Scary Monsters, a very heavy piece of vinyl, I thought that I was, like, yeah, right? being reissued a Jack White record or something. <laughs> People keep saying this, yeah. and, yeah, I guess it's, it's heavy AF, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why. It's heavy it's, as fuck, and it's a 45... 45- RPM. So, um, if you're at home and you want to hear the sound of Meatwave like blasting through your speakers, you're getting pretty fucking close with that Volcano Park 12 inch EP. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Chris, you are a hero of mine and one of the sweetest people that I know, and you're the coolest dude ever. And I can't believe that you're so nice to me. Thank Tim. you for coming Shit. on the show again. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's back. Thanks. All right, Bubba's check out Meatwave on Bandcamp, meatwavechicago.bandcamp.com. Visit our website betteryetpod.com. Email betteryetpodcast@gmail.com. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Bubba's.